0: You are listening to an Elam Christian Centre podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Well, good evening and welcome everyone, wherever you're joining us from tonight. Man, I don't know about you, but I've been loving the 21 days of prayer and fasting that we've been doing as a church Now, I know it's only been seven days, but I've already felt the power of the Holy Spirit moving and I'm really expectant and excited as we continue in this time of just pressing in together as a church to pray and fast what God is going to do. Well, last week we started a brand new message series called Build, based off the book of Nehemiah and we've already had some incredible messages from that. Last week, Pastor Mike and Pastor Haley preached incredible messages and again this morning, Pastor Adam Frost preached an amazing message. And uh, can I just tell you, if you haven't heard those, man, you have missed out. I want to encourage you to go and listen to them again. I promise you, you will be blessed by that. But I'm so excited to be continuing the series tonight. But before we get into it, let's take a moment to pray. Lord God, I thank You for Your presence here tonight, not just in the room, but in every room, in every household. Lord, I thank You for the opportunity to share Your Word tonight, and I pray that as I speak, let it not be my words coming out, but Your words, Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray that You would speak and minister to the hearts of everybody watching right now, that we would all leave having received something personal from You, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, a couple of years ago, when the conversations first started about Elam Christian Centre having a West Auckland campus, my wife, Dan, and I began really pressing into prayer. We started printing out maps of West Auckland and praying over it. And as we did, we felt led by the Holy Spirit to start driving around West Auckland uh, on a regular basis, praying over the suburbs, praying over the streets, and praying in the community. And as we were praying, we again felt a stirring from the Holy Spirit that in that season, we needed to spend more time in that community with our feet in the West Auckland community. And so we started making trips out west and having coffees, having lunches and would even go find somewhere where we could work for the day. And it's amazing, as we stepped out in obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit, we were amazed with what we saw God do. See, we would just be going about our day and we'd randomly bump into people and through conversations, they would say how they've been looking for a church. We would have people randomly contacting us and asking if Elam Christian Centre had a church in West Auckland, and since we launched, many of those people have actually called our church home. But you see, Danny and I prayed, but we were also led by the Holy Spirit. There is a lady, uh, one of our leaders in our church, her name is Irene, and she was a big part of our launch journey. She's a prayer warrior and an intercessor. And when the West Campus was first announced, she felt a stirring on her heart to support the campus through prayer. And as she prayed, she felt the Holy Spirit tell her to come and join the West team. But here's the thing. You see, Irene, she lives all the way in South Auckland. And so every Sunday and throughout the week, she would drive all the way from South Auckland to West Auckland because out of obedience to God. And many people often asked her, Irene, you're crazy, why do you drive so far? And she'd always say, because God told me to. You see, she prayed, but she was also led by the Spirit. You see, church, the thing is that prayer and action work together. Prayer is powerful. When we pray, God moves. But as God moves, we need to follow. First we pray, then we move. Last week we talked about building a foundation of prayer. And today we're gonna be talking about building a mentality of motion. You know, when we look at the story of Nehemiah, we see that this is exactly what he did. Now, maybe you missed last week, and so let me give you a little bit of context. See, Nehemiah was a, a Jewish exile living in the land of Persia. He was serving the king at that time as a cupbearer. Now, earlier on, he'd heard news back from his home in the city of Jerusalem that the walls had been torn down and the gates burnt with fire, and so he was saddened. And one day, the king noticed that he was sad, and he asked Nehemiah, what is going on? And we can see in Nehemiah's response in Nehemiah chapter two, verse three to six. I said to the king, this is Nehemiah, may the king live forever. Why should my face not look so sad when the city where my ancestors uh, are buried lies in ruins? Its gates have been destroyed by fire. The king said to me, what is it that you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven, and I answered the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried, so that I can rebuild it. Then the king, with the queen sitting beside him, asked me, how long will your journey take, and when will you be back? And it pleased the king to send me, so I set a time. See, again, we see Nehemiah, his first response when the king asked him what he wanted was to pray. But then we can see his reply. See, this was Nehemiah's opportunity to ask the king for whatever he wanted. He could have asked the king to send a whole lot of builders to Jerusalem to rebuild the wall. But no, instead he said to the king, let me go. You see, Nehemiah prayed, and when God answered his prayers and gave him favor with the king, Nehemiah then followed up his prayers with action. You see, Nehemiah could have taken the easy uh, easy way and stepped back and just waited for someone else to do it, but no, he began moving in the direction of his prayers. See, this is what it looks like to build a mentality of moving. See, when God puts something on our heart, When He gives us a dream or a vision, He puts it there so that we can pray about it. But He also wants us to begin to move in obedience. You see, the thing is, when God puts something on your heart, that's actually Him calling you to action. When God puts something on your heart, that's Him calling you to do something with it. In fact, the Bible even tells us that faith without works, faith without action is dead. You know, I love here at Elam Christian Center, I love our vision that we are are centers of hope to reach, serve, and influence our communities. You know, many years ago, God gave our our founding pastor, Luke Bro, a dream to have one church that would meet across multiple locations and to have a multi-campus school. And so God gave him this dream and Pastor Luke began to pray. He prayed for the properties. He prayed for the schools. He prayed for the leaders. But he also stepped out in obedience. He began to write down the vision and share it with people. And he began to take a step of action. See, I love that here at Elam Christian Centre as a church, we believe in the power of prayer, but we also take steps to build our communities. You know, I think that the Christmas box is a perfect example of this. See, many of us know that around Christmas time, it can be a very challenging time financially for families. And so as a church, we reach out and we pray for them, but we also take action And many of you watching tonight across all the different campuses were a part of it. Whether you nominated a person or maybe you sponsored a box or you helped with the packing or the delivering, but together, through our forward motion, we were able to help 1,500 families with a food box last Christmas. How amazing is that? You see, I love the fact that we are a church that prays and reaches out. We pray and serve others. We pray and we influence. And the truth is that if we wanna see a city come back to God, we need to be a people who pray and move, amen? Galatians 5.25 says that since we are led by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. This tells us that the Holy Spirit will lead us, but we need to follow. And then in Romans eight fourteen, it tells us that when we are being led by the Spirit of God, that we are called children of God. And so to build a mentality of moving, it starts by stepping into a new Spirit-led obedience. And as we do that, as we're led by the Spirit, we can expect to see three things happen. The first thing we can expect is, is that the move will require us to step out in faith. It will require us to step out in faith. Why will it require us to step out in faith? Because you and I, we will be moving from where we are to where God is calling us to be. He will be calling us from here to there. And the thing is, friends, here is comfortable, right? I know here. I know how here works. Here seems safe. Here is where I've always been. I know how things work here. I don't know how things work over there. I know the people here. I don't know the people over there. There is uncharted territory. There seems scary. There seems too big. And so whenever God is calling us to do something, it will always require a step of faith. Why? Because friends, if it didn't require a step of faith, You and I, we would try doing it on our own strength and not even include the Holy Spirit. And so whenever we step out in faith and we're being led by the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us in Acts 1 verse 8 that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Someone type in the comments there that word power. Now that word power comes from the original Greek word dynamis. And that word is where we get the word dynamite from. And so when you are stepping out in faith and the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, let me tell you, that's not some little AA battery kind of power, okay? No, that is explosive power. It is unstoppable power. It is world-changing power. See, it will change everything. Friends, as you take a step of faith from where you are to where God is calling you to be, The dynamous power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and give you everything that you need. You see, so what is faith? Hebrews 11 verse 1, it tells us that faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about the things that we do not see. Essentially, faith is believing and trusting that what God says will come true even when we can't see the evidence. And when we look at the story of Nehemiah, we can see that he stepped out in faith. How? Because He didn't really know how much damage there was to the walls in Jerusalem. He didn't really know how long it was going to take and he didn't even know how the people would receive him and what opposition that he would face, but he still stepped out in faith and trusted that God would come through. And it's also important to understand that as we begin to move towards where God is calling us, there's gonna be a split for our attention. There's gonna be a split and different factors trying to determine our destination. You know, part part of my routine is that several times during the week, I get up at an ungodly hour to go to the gym. And almost every single time my alarm goes off in the morning, I have this battle, this conversation going in my mind and it goes something like this, just stay in bed. You can go to the gym tomorrow. See, I tell you the truth, almost every time I have this battle going on in my head. Why? Because who knows, it's easier to stay in bed, right? But getting out of bed means that I need to get cold. I need to get uncomfortable. I need to put in the energy and I need to get smashed by the gym trainer at the gym. Whereas staying in bed is warm, It's, it's comfortable, it's kind and it means I get more sleep. But every time I make the decision to get up and go to the gym, mainly because I know that a little bit of sacrifice now means that I will see the results I want to see later on. But also because my gym trainer is three times my size and honestly, I'm actually scared of what he might do if I don't show up. But you see, we will always have this conflict between doing what is good versus doing what feels good. In fact, Galatians 5.17 tells us that our flesh desires what's in contrary to our spirit and our spirit what is in contrary to our flesh and that they are in constant battle with each other. You know, it's like when I finally get to the gym and I go there and I go to pick up the weights. Who knows it's easier just to leave the weights on the ground, right? Because when I pick up the weights, it requires effort. When I pick up the weights, I have to work for it. When I pick up the weights, it's gonna cause me to sweat. But I keep pushing through because I know that I will see the results that I want to see. It's the same when God calls you to something. Sometimes it can feel like you're picking up a weight. It can feel like a burden sometimes. And it can feel like you're doing all this hard work and it's making you sweat and you can feel the burn. But let me tell you, the more you do it, just like the physical weights, that muscle grows stronger of faith and it will get easier. It will get more and more natural the more that you do it. But who knows, it's easier to see that weight of faith and go, you know what? It's too hard. I'm not going to go there. But the truth is, that's what it means to step out in faith. And the good news is that you and I, we don't need to try and do it alone. The Holy Spirit will help us. Proverbs 3, five to six says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and here's the part I want you to get, and He will show you which path to take. Sometimes it can be hard to know which is the right path. It's easy to figure out the easy path, right? But the right path is always harder. Let the Holy Spirit help you. We, and we will know which path to take because we will feel a nudge from the Holy Spirit. And you know, I can tell you countless stories of when I felt a nudge from the Holy Spirit to maybe step out and pray for someone. Or maybe I've been out and about just minding my own business and I felt a nudge to speak to someone or to help someone or pay for someone's shopping. You see, you will know that it's a nudge from the Holy Spirit when you ignore it and you start to walk away and then you get this increasing sense inside of you like, man, I really should have acted upon that nudge. See, that is the Holy Spirit. And being obedient and stepping out in faith is not just being obedient to all the big life-changing dreams and callings, but it's also being obedient in all the small everyday nudges as well. See, maybe for you, Stepping out in faith is simply praying for that person. Or maybe it's paying for that person's groceries or inviting your friend to church. Maybe it's forgiving that person or making that phone call for reconciliation. Maybe stepping out of faith for you is uh, committing to pay your tithes every week, or maybe it's seeking professional help for that addiction or that problem. And can I just add as well that when you're being led by the Holy Spirit, It will add so much more excitement and adventure to your life. If you would say, Holy Spirit, lead me, let me tell you, He will turn the everyday ordinary into extraordinary. You'll find yourself in situations that you never thought were even possible. You will see miracles. You'll see people getting touched by the Holy Spirit and you will see things happen that you never thought you'd ever see happen. Come on, is there anybody online tonight who's excited to see the nudges of the Holy Spirit in their lives? Come on. See, if we want to see a city turn back to God, we need to build a mentality of moving through spirit-led obedience. And it starts by stepping out in faith. And secondly, we will step into the anointing. We will step into the anointing. The Bible defines anointing as being consecrated or set apart by God for a specific purpose, to be equipped with the necessary powers for a task and with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is the same anointing that we see in Isaiah 61, verse 1, where it says, "'The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, "'because the Lord has anointed me "'to proclaim the good news to the poor. "'He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, "'to proclaim freedom to the captors "'and release from the darkness for the prisoners.'" See, as you move from where you are into where God is calling you, you you'll find yourself stepping into the anointing. See, if God has called you there, then He will give you everything that you need to have success where He's called you. In fact, Zechariah 4 verse six says, it tells us that it's not by our might, it's not by our strength, it's by His Spirit that we will see success. And I was reminded as I was writing this story back when my wife, Danny and her family moved from South Africa to New Zealand. About 17 years ago, God gave them a dream to leave South Africa and move to New Zealand. And so they began pressing in in prayer. And as they pressed in in prayer, they felt God tell them to step out in obedience. And so they did. They sold everything they had. They left their friends behind, their family behind. They left their life behind. It was comfortable there. They left it all behind and came to a country that they knew nothing about. In fact, my wife always tells me that they got to the airport in New Zealand with nothing but their suitcases and a promise from God. They knew no one here. But because they had prayed, because they had moved in obedience to God, they ended up stepping into the anointing of God, and God blessed them and favored them as they made that move. In fact, my God, my God blessed my wife so much that she gave her an incredible Kiwi husband when she came over here. And uh, can I also just add that I think soon there's gonna be no South Africans left in South Africa, because it seems more and more that they're all coming to Elam Christian Center, right? Honestly. But you see, when you find yourself in God's anointing, that's when you will see his favour. That's when you will see his blessing. That's when you'll see his provision. And that is exactly where we see Nehemiah. Because he prayed and he was obedient to God, God gave him favour with the king. Not just did the king let him go back to Jerusalem to rebuild the war, but the king gave him all the resources he needed to do it. The king also gave him a small army to go with him and guard him as he made that journey. You see, the anointing is what makes the impossible possible. The anointing is what will bring a grace and an ease to what you're doing. You're still gonna have to work hard at it, but eventually there's gonna be an ease. It's gonna come natural. You're gonna feel like you're in the right place at the right time. I don't know about you, but have you ever been stuck with a puzzle and you're trying to fit the wrong piece into the wrong place and it's not easy? You can do it, but it doesn't look pretty. But when you're filled in the anointing, it's like getting that sweet feeling of that right piece in the right place. It just works. And that is what the anointing does. It will come naturally to you. However, do you realize that there are so many people who are praying for breakthrough and blessing, but they're missing out? Because they're praying and believing for breakthrough over here stuck in the old when God is waiting for them in the new. His presence, his anointing is waiting for them where he's called them to go. See, that is why we need to build a mentality of moving. You know, I love how Moses puts it in Exodus 33, verse 15. He says to God, God, if your presence doesn't go with me, do not send us. See, Moses understood that apart from God, he was nothing that without God, he and the Israelites would never see the victory. So this year... Would we be a people who would say, God, if you are moving, then I'm moving. If you are in it, then I'm in it. If you're not in that, then I'm not in that. Would we be that kind of a people? Because the truth is, if we wanna see a city turn back to God, we need to build a mentality of moving through a life of spirit-led obedience. We need to step out in faith. We need to step into the anointing. And lastly, we need to step up. We need to step up. Jesus tells us in Matthew 16, verse 24, if any of you wants to be my followers, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. What does Jesus mean by the statement? Simply Jesus is saying that if you want to answer the call he has on your life, it's gonna cost you. It's gonna cost you. If you answer the call and you're being led by the Spirit, it's gonna require you to let go of some old things. You're gonna have to let go of some old habits, some old mindsets, some old mentalities. You might even have to let go of some old friendships. Come on, somebody. You might have to let go of some old relationships because you cannot take the old into the new. You cannot take the place where the anointing once was and move it into the place where the anointing is currently or we dilute the call of God. And that can seem a little bit scary, right? But we don't need to worry because Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-seven says, and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. See, the Holy Spirit won't just lead you into the place that God has called you. He won't just show up and provide all the provision you need to succeed there. No, He will also begin to do a work on the inside of you. He'll begin to change you from the inside out and you will find that what once used to be hard will come easy. You'll find it'll get easier to choose to do what is right over what is wrong. You'll find you'll begin to step up in your prayer life. You'll begin to step up in your decision-making. You'll step up in your attitude and your wisdom in your leadership and your generosity you'll begin to step up in your spiritual growth see when you are filled with the anointing and you step up you will step up in every area of your life not just in everything you do but in everything of who you are you'll become a better husband a better wife father mother friend teacher employer student leader and Christian see as you live a lifestyle of prayer being led by the Holy spirit you'll find yourself at a point where you'll look back and you go, wow, look how far God brought me. And it doesn't even matter what kind of personality that you have, because the Bible tells us in Proverbs 28, verse 1, that the godly will be as bold as lions, amen? So when you're filled with the Spirit, you become bold and courageous. And I believe that, as I was writing this, I believe that there's people tuning in tonight and maybe you felt overlooked. Overlooked. Maybe you felt overlooked in your workplace or overlooked in your school, or maybe you've even felt overlooked in your home. I feel like God is saying tonight that as you take that step of faith, as you step into His anointing, those places where you've been overlooked, God is gonna begin to bring opportunity, that He's gonna open doors that no man can shut, that He is going to call you, and let me tell you, when God calls you, no man can cancel you. If that was a word for you tonight and you receive it, chuck an amen in the comments below. You see, God will do The impossible. However, how many people know that even when you're stepping into the call of God, you still see opposition? Nehemiah did. See, even though he was doing what God had called him to do and he was rebuilding the walls in Jerusalem, he still faced opposition. He had people who criticized him. He felt depressed. He felt discouraged. See, even if you go on to read Nehemiah chapter four, you will see there was a group of people who were making plans to attack and kill all the people who were building the walls. But then Nehemiah does what he did so well, and he prayed. God showed up, gave him wisdom, and frustrated the plans of the enemy. See, we will always find ourselves in a place of Opposition At the age of twenty, I felt like God was calling me to join the police, and so I made my application and If you know anybody who 's gone through the process, you 'll know that it is a long process, right? But I made my application, and I was full of faith and excitement and expectation. But then I I spent, I faced opposition every single step of the way. It seemed like every step I took, something came on my way trying to block me. But I knew that that is where I was called to be. And so I kept persevering. I kept pushing through the opposition with a positive attitude and eventually I made it. See, even when you're doing what God is doing, you will face opposition. You will still be discouraged. You will still have people who will try and pull you down and criticize you. And in those days, we need to just keep in our mind that we need to keep praying and keep moving forward. You see, as we build that foundation of prayer and as we build that mentality of moving, no matter what the enemy tries to throw at you, you will succeed in what you do. Why? Because God will be the one that will fight your battles. God will show up. He will turn things around. In fact, 1 Corinthians 15 58 tells us what to do in those situations. It says to be strong and immovable, always working enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. See, he will turn the opposition into opportunity. In the highs and in the lows, let's be a people that would pray and keep moving forward. You know, all throughout the Bible, we see those who were called by God receive a vision, pray, and then start moving. David prayed, then he picked up a sling and a stone and he defeated Goliath. Joshua prayed, and then he went into the battle, and he won the victory. Esther prayed, and then and she fasted, and then she approached the king and saved her people. Jesus prayed in Gethsemane, and then he went to the cross to die. Do you see what I'm saying here tonight? See, it all starts with prayer, and it's always followed up with action. See, if we want to see a city turn back to God, then we need to build this mentality of moving through spirit-led obedience. We need to step out in faith. We need to step into the anointing and we need to step up. See, church, if we wanna see Whangarei win back for God, then we need to keep moving. If we want to see city one for Jesus, then we need to step out. If we want to see West Auckland or Pukukaui or Papakura or Manurewa or Botany or the entire online community one for Jesus, then we need to first pray and then we need to move. And so my challenge for you today is this, what is that next step that God is calling you to? Maybe your next step is to get baptised. Maybe it is to go through growth track and discover your purpose. Maybe it's to join a small group or even to lead a small group. Or maybe your next step is to join with us as we're doing these 21 days of prayer and fasting. Maybe God is calling you to join the dream team or to serve at Oxygen Youth or the kids program. Or maybe you feel him talking to you about something completely different altogether. Can I encourage you to make that step today? Don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until we're meeting again in person. Make that step today. And can I say that this call is not just for those who are new to Christianity. It's not just those who have only just started in their faith journey. No, this call is for everybody. Whether you've been a Christian for one day or 101 years, this is for you. Why? Because God is always moving. God is always calling us to move. He's always calling us to pray, and He's always calling us to move. And so right now, I'd love to pray for you. And as I pray, I want you to ask God that question, God, what is that next step you want me to take? And then when we finish praying, I want you to take that step of faith and step out and make that move. Lord God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you that we have your Holy Spirit to empower us, to lead us and guide us. And I pray that right now as we ask you that question, God, where do you want us to go? Where are you calling us to? God, I pray that you would speak to us all and show us that next step we need to take. God, I pray as you say in Proverbs that you would give a boldness like a lion to every person to take that next step. Would you take away fear, take away anxiety, and would you help us to make a move towards the calling that you have for us? And I pray that as we do, we would all find a new purpose to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, right now, I want you to take that next step Maybe you're online, I want to encourage you. You can go ahead and contact your pastors, or you can go to the website and fill out a connect card that and someone will be in contact with you to help you make that next step. Or maybe you're right now in a home with with a watch party. I want you to tell your leader that you're wanting to make that next step. I know that they will love to help you on that journey. And can I just say, I am so excited to see and hear the testimonies that come as you make that next step, as you step out in the calling that God has for you. But you see, maybe you're watching here today, and maybe actually your next step is starting to live a life in relationship with Jesus. Because the truth is that we cannot step into our calling until we step into the relationship with the one who has called us. And so if that's you tonight, I would love to lead you in a prayer. And I know sometimes we have this mindset that we need to have our life all together before we do the church thing, before we do the God thing, before we start that relationship. Can I tell you that is nonsense? That simply isn't true. See, God loves you as you are. You don't need to try and get free from your past or free from everything else before you start this relationship, no. Because the Bible actually tells us in 2 Corinthians 3, 17, that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so as you step into relationship with God, that's when you'll see the freedom from those things that you've been praying and waiting for for so long. And so right now, if that's you, I'd love to lead you in a prayer. So wherever you are, would you follow me and repeat this prayer with me? Say, Dear Jesus, I thank you that you love me. Today I come before you holding nothing back. I confess that I am a sinner in need of a savior. I believe that you died on the cross carrying all of my shame, all of my sin, all of my guilt. And yet you rose again carrying my victory. From this moment forward, would you lead me with the power of your Holy Spirit in the plans and the purpose that you have for my life? From this moment forward, I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, can I just say, if you made that decision, I am, man, I'm just so proud of you. Best decision that you will ever make right now on the screen, there is a button popping up. If you click that button, we have a team who'd love to pray for you. They'd love to get a Bible in your hand. We already have three people who've made that decision. That is something we're celebrating right now. And can I tell you that if you have made that decision, All of heaven, the Bible tells us that all of heaven celebrates. There is a party going on right now. So wherever you are, would you put a celebration emoji in the comment chat right now? Would you put in the clapping hands emoji and celebrate with all those people who made that decision? Amazing, God bless. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Centre podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz